Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the pound key. Thank you. Guest ID accepted.
Hello, Sally. Hello, Carla. Hey, thank you for welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to uh... your 17 minutes of solo. <laughs> You're learning to be a teacher, are you? Am I? I don't I mean, I was, I kind of listen, I didn't, it's interesting, I listened to it just today as well, and uh, I was like, wow, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> it was, it seemed like I was such in a loving place. Yeah, it, it flows very nicely. I was talking to my prayer partner, and she told me she'd listen to it, and uh, how nice she thought, and she'd even something she'd written down I don't know what exactly but uh, she found it very powerful very very worthwhile okay well I started recording while you're talking so probably they'll get part of that okay. <laughs> recording, but, um, so uh, you, I'm going to play it unless you want to play in if something well, I, this Seven Sacred Flames book, I like to read prayers. I don't want to uh, ima- uh, make them up as I go along. And this is a prayer to request miracles. I think that's a nice title. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems to be the green ray, the fifth ray, yes. Yeah, In the name of the light of God that never fails, I accept a healing miracle in my life this day. I claim a miracle in every level of my being. I claim a miracle of love for my full resurrection. Beloved Father, Mother, God, blaze forth your miracle of light now. Infuse your miracle of light on earth now. I call for an ascended master healing miracle in my heart, in my chakras, and in my DNA. Blaze forth the miracle light of the seven rays. Blaze forth the miracle light of the Holy Spirit everywhere in my being where healing is needed. I declare that I am a miracle of God this day. I am a miracle in action made manifest. I am a blazing miracle light from the great central sun, resurrecting me back to my true identity in God. Blaze the miracles of light through Beloved I am, beloved I am, beloved I am. Amen. Are you still there, Carla? Oh, you couldn't hear me. I was talking away. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, I thought perhaps you something had gone wrong with the technology. No, I just I muted. Um, but now what I was saying is that um, I went to start the community call and it wasn't scheduled. There's no community call scheduled. I'm like, oh, I told everybody there's going to be one and Maybe Sally will show up, and I'm like, so I called Jennifer, and uh-huh. luckily she answered. <laughs> I'm like so grateful that she answered, and um, and she set one up in like two minutes, and so um, 
we, we could still talk, I'm sure, but we, now it's, it's recorded, so um, I just feel, I don't know, just grateful. And, uh, and I was thinking before the class, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. It's, you know, who's going to show or whatever. And I was just interesting. How I was like, oh, I'm excited. What's going to happen? I was thinking, you know, the last week, you know, the 23rd, I I could have been on the call because I was home because normally Wednesday nights is Toastmasters and I'm never home on a Wednesday night. But one, it's finished for the holidays and two, I'm nursing my arm. So uh, Mm -hmm. life is, but is, is. not normal, so I'm mm. taking a break from everything. I everybody has to manage without me. <laughs> that's and they're doing fine, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that's right. right. I think this is a thing we get ourselves too wound up that mm-hmm. we're the only ones that can do things, and nobody else will do it as well as me, and mm. so. Yeah, yeah. They used to do it differently, but yeah. So how do you, why do you like that long call? Nice. I mean, Jennifer, I just love how she's always willing to just, you know, I know for myself, I don't know if I do that, but I'm like taking time, a little time, you know, the clock in my mind goes, oh, we only have this long. But she's just so present to whatever, you know, what's going on. It's such a... I think it was an opportunity uh, for her to sort of go over in her mind for, you know, the future and get a little bit of feedback and uh, clarify it a little bit. So that's maybe a good, you know, reason why it was helpful to her to continue on a bit maybe i'm just i'm really grateful because when i asked it's interesting when i asked the question i asked i don't remember how i asked that but um it just didn't seem like maybe i asked for too much or i stated it and so she's like well i don't know if i can answer you but then when you spoke after that and she answered your question answered my question (laughs) Yes. Well, I I thought, you know, you asked the question, and I thought, well, I think I heard her answer that earlier, say what she was talking about, uh, you know, her plans. And so I thought that uh, I would just uh, clarify if that was the case. But it still seems strange, well, you know, that, that we could be actually have access to at least two different year three calls and the year two calls and all the year one calls, the community calls, you know, what I found about the whole thing was that I was trying to listen to all of them and it was just getting too much. And so I didn't bother to listen to the one on the 16th when she was, well, the 2016 preview class that she was doing. But then I heard a couple of people mention that it was worthwhile. So I found it and just listened to it today, yesterday, and today, and it had some really good stuff in it. It's, I think one of the things was Miles 
uh, talking about how he was determined that he was going to make progress this year and he was going to ask questions and put his hand up regardless of whether he had anything to say or not. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, you know, because that's my problem. I don't want to put my hand up in case, well, because I don't know what I'm going to say and I'm going to mm-hmm. feel s- silly. No. That's a good process to dig into, but um, it comes to me to answer that I don't know sometimes who I'm going to say. I, I mean, maybe I have an idea, and then from that, stuff kind of blooms. I don't, I don't really, it's interesting how it is. Yes, you seem to get into a flow. I, what I feel I would do is I would start with an idea in my mind, the fact that I was speaking out loud and that everybody was listening would suddenly shut me down and I wouldn't, uh, my mind would go blank. Do you think that's really possible, Sally? I mean, Jennifer is so supportive and so encouraging in how she speaks to you. Do you really think that that's possible? Do you really well, in the community okay. call, when, you know, sometimes they oh, would bring oh, out, I see. Um, yeah, yeah. being one person speaking yeah. and another, if I mm-hmm. said something and then there was this great gap, I would think, oh, you know, why isn't anybody replying or you know, saying anything? Well, i I got to tell you, that happens a lot with me. <laughs> sometimes I'll be going on and on and nobody will respond to it and I tell you, that's been a really teaching lesson for me because it doesn't it hasn't ended. It still goes on, and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. speak all the time. <laughs> it can shut me up a lot, but um, um, uh, you know, it's like anything when you first do it. You know, the first few times is a lot more challenging, but once you get more comfortable with it. Um, it can be easier. And it, it, it could take once or ten times. I mean, Jennifer spoke about how when she heard the voice of spirit within her a lot, she said thousands of times. She spoke about how one time she was talking to her family and it was saying, like, shut up. I don't think it said that, but it probably said, you know, maybe it wouldn't be helpful to say that, and she said it anyhow. And, <laughs> and you know, that's called the learning process, you know? Yes. We can't, it's the growing, it's like the growing pains of, I mean, it doesn't have to be painful like the Course says, it usually is. Usually is. Mm-hmm. So I know you said maybe you would consider doing the ascension pathway. Is that is that? Well, that's the one that is interesting me. I've been reading the Seven Sacred Flames, sort of a, a chapter a week. You know, trying to, and it's surprising how what you know each time you read it, you read something different, and that's. Mm-hmm. Um, link I sent you about the keynotes of the Ascended Masters. Did you have a look at that and all the different music? 
from the different... It's uh, kind of like an ad. Was it an ad for... It seemed like an ad, like... I may be sending thing. two things. One of them was a little um, promotional video that they've just made that they I received that they were asking for feedback for. That mm-hmm. was the one with all the pictures of all the different Ascended Masters. Oh, that's that was, the was one an ad because it was a promo video. Were there two? I think yes, there, there should have been a set. The other one was about the keynotes of the Ascended Masters, which oh, is music yes. which goes with each Ascended, ascended Master, like El Moria is uh, Finlandia. And the idea is to lie on your back for five minutes listening to the music and imagining the the color of the ray coming down on you as you lie there for five minutes three times a day, mm-hmm. which sounds so simple. But I don't <laughs> seem to really remember it. Even now when well, I'm not touch. There's a lot there's a lot of practices. I was going through and reading I mean I for one thing I didn't I must have missed that that attachment. I didn't see it so I didn't watch it. But um I would have if I'd seen it but I didn't see it. Yes. It was a separate and, um, email. Oh. But I'll try it again. Oh. Was it, did you send it at the same time or later? It's the same time. I think I sent it first, but... Uh, I only got one. Yes, okay, well, I'll send that one again because that's my prayer partner, Alexandra. She put me in touch with that, and I thought that was amazing because the thing that came up... Oh, good grief, my telephone's ringing. Hold mm. on. if my son was trying to get a hold of me because uh, my phone's tied up. But anyway, that's... Uh, oh, yes. is it landline? I'm on my landline, yes. Oh, you're on the landline. Yes, okay. with a local phone number. I think it's amazing mm-hmm. how Jennifer has it all set up so that you can just phone a local call number and talk. So uh, anyway, these Ascended Masters, the um, the keynotes. So I was looking through them, and I came across this Bach's Air on a G-string um, that is a piece of music I've tried to play on the piano for many, many years, I think 40 years. My, my children call it my signature tune, and mm. that belongs to Second Ray Master Dwal Cool. So that's the one I've been trying to listen to three times a day. Mm-hmm. It just and and I as I say I started going to the Summit Lighthouse, um, which is Elizabeth Clare Prophet and Mark Prophet's organisation, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I found they were meeting in this town where I live. And uh, hmm. how many are there? There's not that many, right? Uh, you're really fortunate that they're there. Well, that's right. Well, there was one in North Toronto that I went to. I went to an introductory meeting. I went to a couple, one last year and one this year. And this year when I was there, I met a lady who said that they were meeting in this place in Richmond Hill where I live. And they'd been meeting there for eight years. 
And the amazing thing is mm. the room that they meet it, well, uh, that they meet in is all set up mm. with the violet light, violet altar, and everything. And mm. we were meeting there for our Course in Miracles group for a couple of years. So you know, when I go to this meeting, I'm so familiar with this this room because you know that's mm. where we. I didn't realize that a lot of the decor is there mm. because of this uh, violet flame group. Mm. So how many people were there? Um, about uh, twelve people. Wow, that's and, pretty big. Uh, spend the whole most of the evening chanting these different uh, decrees and prayers that Elizabeth, Claire, Prophet, and Mark Prophet have. They're all very rhythmical, you know, rather than the ones from in the sacred flames which are more well I would say sort of poetic and uh and mm-hmm. the idea is that you can chant them for hour after hour. But uh And then they're they long, they're just like a few words or something? Well no, they're they they you know, to say in the mornings I have this list of different ones that I read and it takes me about 35 minutes to read through them all and a lot of them are repeating you know how in um, a lot of the in Jennifer's workbook at the end they say repeat three nine whatever times Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's what they do is to keep repeating repeating yeah it says the more you repeat it the more it kind of builds it builds on it that's right. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I read in the Seven Sacred Flames was the fact that in the, well, I guess, uh, 19th century or, or beginning of the 20th century, the people weren't very comfortable with meditating, so they did this instead. And I have mm-hmm. to say that when I was at one, in the meetings at the beginning, especially, you're so concentrated on saying these words that it's like a meditation, your mind is totally occupied. So instead of saying mm-hmm. a, a mantra to yourself, uh, you know, silently, you're saying it out loud, but, you know, your totally, mind is totally occupied with what you're saying. So I wondered whether that was how it uh, substitutes for meditation. Well, Regina Don Akers has talked about how what we are not... Our body, but is the what God made us is awareness, mm-hmm. and that so that seems like that's a really helpful way to focus because awareness as you shift your awareness, you think about um, you, you notice uh, the clock ticking, but when you shift your awareness to somebody's car um, going by in the street, um, who's really loud or a car alarm or something. And you you shift your focus, and so what you're what I hear you say mm-hmm. is that it's like it's just it's folk, you can take it's helping you focus all your attention on yes. that one thing. Yes, it is. Yes, that's really powerful because because uh, oftentimes our attention is so scattered. We get here, there, moves around the TV, the phone what we do next and stuff 
Well, I find it's very easy. I mean, I, I've been listening to that, Patricia Coda Robles on that talk with Jennifer, the last one. She did a prayer at the end about the breath. And so I've been listening to that in the morning, and it's in about six minutes or so. And I, so first of all, you're doing the breath, and she's reading the words, and then carries on talking and I think to myself I'm going to concentrate on every word she says and I'm sort of trying to say them in my mind to really keep my attention mm-hmm. on what she's saying and mm-hmm. invariably mm-hmm. before she's finished I'm somewhere else. <laughs> That's cute practice. So easy. Yeah. I mean pickle. One, one day um, I don't know a few months ago I kind of woke up and thought you know I just came to me about writing this list for um for the kind of like the ascension pathway that it's just a list is about uh my intention is fully awakened and using there's different things like a list taking responsibility, using forgiveness, choosing love, non judgment, surrender is like eight things. But the last thing is practice, practice practice <laughs> so yes. that's really the huge thing yes it's not, not studying like what Jennifer says not studying the Course in Miracles it's living it well that's right practicing mm-hmm. yes yeah, so mm-hmm. I have three um, mantras that I one is expect miracles every day mm-hmm. another is to uh, give compliments that's something that came up, and I thought, no, that's powerful. You just, so you go through your day, you see people, you, you know, don't think of compliments. But it, I feel it should be so easy to make compliments if you make an effort to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, as I say, I thought of it, it's on my list of those three things. So there was that, the, the make compliments. Oh, and gratitude is the third one. And I thought... You know, those are my things. So expect miracle, give compliments, and express gratitude. So those are my three mm-hmm. mantras that I'm going to try and work on. It's, um, I think it's really helpful to, like, I'm sure you're doing other stuff as well. It sounds like you're doing what? You're listening to, you're doing, you know, Patricia Coyrobo stuff and you're reading and you're doing prayers and you're chanting and I mean you're doing, it sounds like a lot of it um, but just those three things sometimes keeping it simple yeah. is is helpful because you can focus on the same things and, and I think oftentimes when I used to listen to um, this and that and do other their dabble and different things you know and you never really fully engage in any one because you're kind of distracted by the many you know and so i think it's helpful to 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 do that to simplify Mm. well one of the things that i felt is that it's very easy to get scattered you know you Mm-hmm. I mean, you you pay attention to somebody like Patricia Coda Robles, for example. She is on somebody's call. Well, you sign up for that, and then you get emails from them, and there's something interesting on that, and you get 
and and it's so easy to get distracted by all sorts of different uh, people's talks and ideas and uh, so I think to some extent I, I feel I wanted to really concentrate on one thing like Jennifer mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of the reasons why I feel I, I'm so happy that I've got a, an opportunity to really stop my everyday activities and really you know, make a, an assessment of where I want to go because I felt that I wanted to do the Course in Miracles, the Seven Sacred Flames, all these things, but it was just so difficult to fit them in to all these other busy things that I seem to have taken on. So <laughs> I'm having a... A few weeks to just concentrate and, as you say, catch up on all the call, listening to the calls. And mm. how long is your arm anticipated? Uh, oh, they said he said four, four to six weeks, but I don't know how long it will be in the cast. And how long has it been? Well, it's been two weeks. The sixteenth, I did it. Yeah, so exactly two weeks today. How do you do? How do you break it? I fell. I tripped over a grating in my garage, my mm-hmm. my condominium, mm-hmm. and uh, fell flat on my face, on my nose. But uh, I went oh. to the hospital today to get my ex- nose X-rayed, and it isn't broken, so that's good. So mm-hmm. I just have my arm to heal, but my nose is not. Not to wear my glasses because it was bothering my nose and it's frustrating not to be able to see, to read easily. Well, you're lucky. I mean, you didn't, you you didn't break your fall with your wrist? Is that why you broke it? No, I broke it with my hand. Like, both of them sort of fell flat and the little finger bent back and the other, that was on the left hand, luckily, and mine right-handed. The right hand just fell flat. And it was bruised, but it uh, didn't uh, break. But like you say, I didn't break my wrist. Yeah, I mean, I broke my right hand in 2011, and um, that was that was really challenging because the broke the bone broke all the way through. They ended up having do surgery and put three pins in it and all that stuff. So, oh, dear. But, um, and it was, it was um, look, going through it, I mean, I was really medicated, highly medicated, but for a little while. But, um, oh, but it, it's, it's like, every, it's so interesting how when you go through stuff, it seems so challenging, but then afterwards, you you see all the learning that you got out of it, all the because you have to sh- when you have that you have to change something in your life. But you say you're simplifying, right? But who knows? Maybe yeah. that'll stay. Maybe that maybe that won't go back totally to the way it was before. You know, because you saw something different. You know, you got to experience for a short period of time. Um. Something that you were kind of forced, you felt forced to because you know book risk, but um, maybe you'll find oh I really like whatever something you know 
Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I have to say, you know, being at home on my own all day, listening to calls, and this, it doesn't bore me. I mean, there was a time when I wouldn't have wanted to be on my own. I'd have felt really, um, you know, depressed and what have you. But I'm, I'm really happy on my own now, so that's good. What does that mean on your own? What does that mean? Well, just being with myself. Uh, there's so many oh. things that interest me that I want to do that, uh, mm. you know, I don't feel lonely or mm-hmm. need to get out and meet people. I know, you know, lots of people, you know, you hear people when they retire, they couldn't stand being at home on their own, so they had to go back to work and that sort of thing. But mm. I'm really... How long have you been retired? Uh, since two, 2002, so 12 mm. 13 years. Wow. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know how people do all this work that we're doing with Jennifer if they're working. Because, uh, I mean, I know they I just... I don't either. When they're driving and things, and I haven't got the technology to do that, so I have to listen to it at home. And also, I find the community calls are wonderful to walk to. You know, I go on my half-hour walk and listen to them, and that's Real good company. On your phone? On a walk. Got a, on my iPod, I've got them on that. That's where I've got them. Oh. That I can listen to on my walks. But I can't listen to them in the car with that. It doesn't come through loud enough. Yeah, because the noise of the driving, it's hard to hear. Yeah. Yes, you need a, you know, like a CD I can listen to. But, uh, in fact, I... I don't know whether you read that book, Anita Morjani's Dying to Be Me. I think somebody mentioned, I think maybe it was Rosalind. Anyway, that I've been listening mm-hmm. to on uh, in my car, a CD. And that's that's quite, uh, because she does, she keeps, at the end, she keeps talking about that we're magnificent human beings, magnificent beings. So I'm, I keep saying that to myself. So interesting, you know. I liked, I like, I, I didn't really get into the one book. Oh, I can't think of the name. It wasn't. I don't think it was dying to me. But I didn't read that one. But of all books, I you know I really loved the Son of God. It was small, so that was a lot easier because I could read. Because I can't just plow through it. Like I used to read like crap, you know, like science fiction or fantasy or something, and I could read. A thousand-page book in like two days and plow through it, but I can't do that with the books that she offers. And whenever I did that that survey, I took me yes. a whole long time to do the survey because I didn't have any computers, so I, I did it on my phone. And if I bumped on my phone, I lost the whole survey. I had to start all freaking over again. <laughs> so I was, it took me about two hours. To I can imagine, <laughs> yes. It was okay, but um, I mean, I couldn't sleep, so it was, I think it was around two or three, four in the morning or something. It took me a long time to do it. But the thing was, when she asked about that, I was like, oh, it was too fast, you know. We, I mean, she did give us plenty of time, and I think it was my own choice to wait until like two weeks before and try to read it. But I, and I couldn't, I couldn't read. It. I'm like. I'm so used to being able to just plow through books, and I'm like, I couldn't do those books. I mean, I had to read them, and I have to, like, 
reread it sometimes, like in personal life and sons of God, I mean, especially in personal life. Yeah, what I found was a book, you know, you wanted to read a chapter and then put it down, you know, a chapter a day and then start at the beginning again, but I haven't looked at that again, but I, I, I loved it, the copy I got, I just loved But the the Helen Greaves book I think is the one about the the nun in heaven. That I found very interesting. Yeah. I didn't finish that one. But see, see, I'm just reading the Seven Sacred Flames. I, I mean, I probably. I mean, I probably don't do it every day. Um, today I've been working on. Um, Thinking about my 2016 sort of intention, uh, aspiration goal or whatever. And so, um, and when I do that, I make it, put it on my wall. I put it in these, I have this big, uh, um, picture frame. It's like, well, it's about one foot by three foot. And so, um, and I put it by my TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, so I can't watch my TV without noticing it. You know, I really want to bring my attention to it all the time, and I watch my TV like, you know, I could do it less, but um, so it gives me the opportunity to. And I've been, I was working on it. it takes me several hours to do it because I, mm. how I type it, I got to print it up, and it's too big or small, and I have. It has to. Be, I have to like it, so because I'm looking at it every day. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The one thing I was going to ask you, I thought about it when you were, you know, because you were at that retreat with Regina, and mm-hmm. um, was, you know, she does this root cause inquiry that she described at the thing, at the uh, retreat, and then somebody mentioned that she has you know, on her website, her different uh, talks. And so I found, uh, you know, a two-part session on the root cause inquiry that she does, which I found fascinating. But the thing that interested me was the fact that at one point she's really mad with, I think, probably the boyfriend and somebody else who were talking about the rays. And she, she hmm. just to be so furious about the fact that, that people would talk about it as if it was real. I don't know what, I can't I know exactly why, what was upsetting her, but it was definitely about the, these great rays that she didn't approve of. And I thought, that's interesting because... Who? Regina? Yes. That, so it didn't sound as though she approved of the, the, the seven sacred frames or the, the idea of the... Huh. How, how, sure old it? how old do you think that is? That's well, right. I don't know, and I was interested because you know one of the things Jennifer would say to people, or what do you think about the rays? Because she was bringing or introducing, you know, something from the Course of Miracles that uh, mm-hmm. was talking about the the rays, almost as if she was maybe trying to legitimise them, because uh, you know I think some of the Course teachers weren't too comfortable with that. But maybe mm-hmm. I'm misunderstanding. Oh, I don't know. It depends. I'd be interested to find out when that was. 
because um, I really seems like Regina's constantly shifting. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with with Jennifer over consistently, but um, I mean, I see it even in Jennifer now. She's offering the Ascension pathway, and she shifts. She's constantly changing stuff. She's constantly asking how things are going, but. I think Jennifer has a different than Regina. Regina kind of goes within herself, and and if she's like the train. And if you want to hop on, if you want to go into her train, you yeah. hop on. Yeah. And and Jennifer is a little different. She's like, you know, I would like to make the train as easy for everybody to 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 and desirable for everybody to want to jump on the train. And so and it's so it's two different. To me, it seems like two different. I mean, we're all one. It's very similar, but they, everybody has their own style, you know. Yes, that's right. And so this is what I wrote down in my. I was writing notes about this talk I was listening to, and it says that that Regina was annoyed, and she grew to hate this Laurent, who was the boyfriend and a lady, talking about new age ideas, purple flame, etc. Oh, that was a long time ago. I don't think she feels that way now. Really. No, so you think that talk was old that uh, I was what you know listening to? Yes, I'm, I I I imagine she went through that phase, and I think mm. it, it happens a lot with everybody. That some things that irritate them that have to come up. It seems like that oftentimes you have to have emotional disturbance. To really look at it, and that's what the, that's why it's a divine alarm clock. Because then you you look at it and you look through do that root cause inquiry that you're talking about. That mm-hmm. um, so I think Jennifer, when we were at, in Baja, she asked, she goes, oh, seven, she talked a bit about the seven sacred rays, and she goes, what do you think, Regina? Do you yeah. what do you have? And Regina's like, uh, I don't know, I, I don't think about it ever. That's right. That's you know, I, I don't think about it. So it's it's not so part right. of her path, you know. Yes. So um, I think what, she ended up. She was feeling that, that that she why is she scared of these teachings? And she says, "I'm afraid that the truth is not true, and that everything that she mm-hmm. wrote in NTI is 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 false." But as you say. Wow. Or bringing stuff to the surface, and maybe that cleared it, and then she was, uh, you know, yeah. Able everybody to... moves through that. I mean, look at it differently. Sometimes it is challenging when you're like listening to someone who's, you know, a teacher, you know, and like, like they have it all together, you know, but. They're just a student, just as you are. Maybe they're further along on the pathway. But mm-hmm. They're having their own challenges and upsets that they're they're helping them just as well as everybody. Every, even the person who's like sitting in a bar nursing a beer every night, you know. I mean, everybody does it a little differently, but um, everybody's doing really the same thing. I mean, that's why really got from whenever I was in my NBC class and I was just 
speaking of my experience and went in deep into my emotions and just spit them out <laughs> as they were and didn't try to change them in any way to be more spiritual and just just did it you know and and then I noticed that like oh there's not everybody was crying or anything but um there's one person that was really soft and then and one person that was very bleary eyed because and she spoke like you said exactly the same i mean this is what they all several of them said like what you spoke was exactly how i was feeling was unable to like speak it the way you're speaking i mean so i just realized that it's so true we're not here alone you know we're all seems like our experiences are different but um the same thing that connected with everybody in the group was the same with everybody but the story surrounding it was different but and that really showed me how we are all one. I mean, we're all, seems like we're different. That's kind of the world thing that does it. But we're not that different, really. No. No. I thought yeah. that talk on sexuality that Je- Je- Jennifer did, you know, was interesting. I was listening to it after the fact, so that was <laughs> handy for me. I didn't have to say anything. But it was, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful that... The you know, what the people shared, you included, and it gave one an opportunity to go through one's mind about these, you know, mm-hmm. what happened to us as, you know, when we were younger and the feelings and learning and so on, because, you know, we've forgotten about it, well, or pushed it all away and, uh, you know, don't feel it's significant, but it's... Uh, it just brings up memories. Yeah, and and sometimes there, what Regina speaks on. Sometimes memories they seem like really um, the same, but years later they can change. Like my father, he used to say stuff that was. I mean. I didn't think it was true. And then he said it so many times until he believed it really happened. This is what my mother said. It wasn't, I didn't really know. But she said that he would just say it like it really happened until he believed it. And, and so memories skew stuff. Who knows? Maybe it actually happened the way I think. Well, maybe it didn't. I'm just skewed by my own lens, you know? Yes. yes. All the more reason to let go of it, <laughs> right? Gosh. Yeah. Just another reason to let freaking go of it. Yeah. You know, I don't remember. Do you remember Peter? Who spoke in the class? I know he said. I've never he heard had from been... him before. If that's I, what you mean. I remember, yeah, Linda seemed to know him, and Philip knew him, and 
I guess maybe they're prayer partners or something. Well, well, I, know I mean, maybe in the, year, the, 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 you know, the third year, and that, uh, you know, now that we're sort of prayer partners with them, that um, I think perhaps Pete, uh, Philip maybe was a prayer partner with him. But, I mean, until he, you know, popped up on Facebook in the last couple of months, um, that was the sort of first I'd heard from him. Yeah, since my, since my computer's failed, I, I, almost, I can't do it now. I almost never do Facebook, but... Now, I like the yeah. Facebook idea because, like, the, the, the community call, one had to sort of uh, speak up live and be on the spot. But with the Facebook, you know, you could mm-hmm. join in and share and read and you had time to compose what you were going to say. And so that, I found, was much easier for me to get involved. And I really enjoyed, you know, we, we, we're still getting caught, uh, Facebook uh, caught. Um, shares, but uh, not so much as in the past. Yeah, I'll, and for a while when I was posting, I noticed because there weren't a huge, you know, a lot of posts because people weren't a lot of posts like an MLC one was people were asking for prayers, but now they're more. I think it's their life is calmer. They have more tools to address things, and so. And people aren't writing as much, I think, and uh, requesting prayers and getting in the story of things. And uh, and for a while there, I was posting a lot, and I I had like two or three posts in a row, and they were not on the same day. And I'm like, oh. so um, I don't know. It just is a judgment, probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so so amazing. Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna go hiking today because I haven't been much lately, and I got up and I plan I planned it. This is a really interesting experience because when I hear you talking about composing, I, I see. I planned, I wanted to go on the hike, and I went out to to walk to warm up my car. I saw frost was on my car. I'm like, oh, I'll just go out and warm it. I'll let it run a while and let it warm up. And I went out, and I almost fell, and I could have hurt something because I almost fell down the steps, you know? Yeah. There was ice. So yeah. there was ice on the steps, and everywhere I went, and I'm like, I was determined to go. And I started the car. The car, the first off, I couldn't even get in the driver's door. Something was not, was telling me, maybe I shouldn't go. And I <laughs> was determined. I went in the passenger door and I climbed over the seats and I started the car up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going. And I'm like, uh, and then something, I just, I don't know, I just realized, you know, if, if, it's icy just walking after my car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna drive, you know. plus on the trail it's in even in it's even higher elevation, it's even colder and so I mean, I only broke a wrist. Um 
Well, that's right. Four years ago, that's mm. from falling on the snow. That's all I did is I fell on the ground and yeah. broke my wrist. And I'm like, nah. I swear. <laughs> I turned my car off and I came inside and did the exercise mm. bike. So I'm like really proud of myself because I can see where I get an idea in my mind. And when the moment comes and something tells me, eh, you sure you still want to do that? Or, you know, it may not be whatever nice is saying. It may not be safe to do that, right? And I yeah, well, that's right. I think once you've broken something or had a fall, it makes you so, you know, sort of automatically cautious. That's what I find. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is it's interesting how I, once I get an idea in my head, I, like, I'm committed to doing it. And I'm getting much more flexible, you know? So is your is your cast is your elbow is it like all the way up? No, it's just well between my wrist and my elbow, so it's uh, just uh, you mostly my hand. I mean, I've got my thumb and first two fingers are free, and the other two are taped together uh-huh. and basically in the cast. Oh, because in mine I had one of those. L cast, you know, all the way up to the shoulder right. for like the first week because yeah. they they like don't want you to move your arm because no. even even though even if you're just moving it at the elbow, it shifts those bones in mm-hmm. there and it's very painful initially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes, it's quite surprising how much you can move it with the cast on. I mean, I'm moving it much more than I was to start with that's so I'm which I'm really noticing but uh but a pain you know, I, I've been very lucky with the pain because apart from when he was uh setting the bone getting it into place you know it hasn't been painful it's just occasional niggly you know annoying sort of aches but nothing serious so I've been well I when I broke mine, I think I had the cast on three months or something because the bones were not healing. Well, so I ended up having to, having to use a bone stimulator. Yeah, to stimulate the growth in the bones. Yeah, and um, so they've been immobile so long that my fingers. So the more you can move your fingers, the really the better because. Yeah. Um, it, it's not like when I was a kid, you know, I had a, a my cast on, I broke my leg, and it's like, I don't remember physical therapy. I just went out and started playing again, you know? Yes. But now but I'm I'm older. Kids. <laughs> yeah. Now when I'm older, I'm like, you know, you go, you do stuff, you know, mom, I to physical therapy for like, I don't know, four months or more. Well, I'm sure it sounds like a really nasty break. I. This is uh, minor. Just just enough to slow me down, not enough to really inconvenience me. Mm, good, <laughs> no, you're lucky. Um, it was it was okay. I mean, um, I broke both my legs in 2009 <laughs> at the same time, and mm-hmm. uh, and I used to tell people that breaking one arm 
was worse than two legs because <laughs> it was so much more painful, mm. so much more. So if you don't have a lot of pain, that's no, no, I'm that's very real, lucky. That's a helpful non-distraction. You know, pain is a big distraction. Yeah, mm. well, that's right. No, I'm, I'm doing okay. Good. Are you going to celebrate so New Year's? Excuse Eve? me? Are you going to stay out for New Year's Eve? Uh, no, I don't do it anymore. No. Um, I always stay out for till midnight just to, uh, because I, I, I have these superstitions because the one year when my husband went to bed before New Year's Eve, then the next year he had cancer. and So that's, so I... Mm. that I have to stay up until after midnight before I can go to bed. So I've got three Back to the Future movies to record it that I can watch, so that'll keep me busy. Mm. You know, I did on me on Christmas Day. I did didn't do a a real like it's not a vipassana, it's just a day thing that Jennifer speaks about. But I had I'd only done it I done it tried it once and I just I couldn't actually twice and I couldn't really do it. I just couldn't couldn't be just um quiet. Just No, I find myself. it very, very difficult. And so this time I did it on Christmas. I did go hiking first, but um it, it was only like an hour and a half. So I did it from like ten to five. And yeah. um I think I fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was asleep, or, but I mean, by the end of the day, about half past uh-huh. eight, I was just being driven mad by the minutes going so slowly. Well, I kind of made, not made myself, but I'm like, I'd want to look at the clock, but then I realized the clock isn't going to go any faster if you look no. at it, right? <laughs> so I did. I just took my glasses off. I couldn't even see the clock. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, I think I did fall asleep a couple times, but um, it was really interesting. I was like in this place. You know, how when you go to sleep, there's like that little, or when you wake up, both the little short span of time right in between full wakefulness and being asleep. You know? Yeah. You most mostly see it when you wake up, not when you go to sleep because you just go to sleep. Yeah. But um and that was like that went on for a lot of the time. It, it seemed like I wasn't awake or asleep. You know? Yeah. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think I I was talking to Lydia who just did the Vipassana and the the routine they had, uh, you know, although they weren't talking to anybody, but they would do things in sessions. And I think that, you know, with other people around doing the same silent um, sitting, I mean, basically, seeing, and one of the things that Jennifer wrote in the workbook, that it wasn't that you weren't to meditate. Well, to me, you know, that's what I would have chosen to do, like a silent meditation, just going into my mind and letting it uh, settle, not forcing it to be silent, but just what I would normally do as a, med- a silent meditation. Mm. 
But I didn't think I was allowed to do that, so then I wasn't allowed to do anything. So what What was you, what were you supposed to do? Maybe I didn't do it right. I just know it. Well, what's what your thoughts? Do? Well, I thought was, I start watching my thoughts, then, you know, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I couldn't, uh, didn't get the idea of watching my thoughts, so. I didn't, uh, I, I certainly, uh, you know, find it challenging. Yeah, well. But, you know, I've done in a way. Um, retreats, not silent for days on end, but, you know, meditation, a meditation school I used to go to. And, uh, you know, we do sort of an hour and a half meditations, just sitting there silently, and, you know, that that was okay. I could do that. Well, that's all. I mean, you know how I, I don't know that I meditate regularly, or I go to a group a couple times a month, but I don't do it like every day, although I kind of do, but it's not like an intentional meditation, but um, um, how I started, I couldn't do it, I couldn't meditate, I couldn't do a lot of stuff for many years, I actually was so resistive, oh my gosh, it's such, it was a very, I was, I was like the queen, <laughs> I was very good at it, but, um, um, is I had a, had a, had a job from six in the morning till two in the afternoon. And so I had to get up at like four thirty or something in the morning and I couldn't get to sleep and usually until like 10 or 11. So I was always tired when I got home. And so I learned, I taught myself to, to go to sleep. And for a while that I couldn't go to sleep because I was kind of wound up from having worked. You know, I you know I was tired, and I just learned how to. I don't know if it was a meditation, but it helped me. It helps. I think through that practice of what to teaching myself to go to sleep was clear my mind, empty my mind of all thinking. Imagine I used to imagine like a black room or something. You know, I and um, and focus on my breathing. I just notice that. And I'd slow my breathing, and I'd slow my thoughts, and I'm like, I don't know. I just did that for months, probably maybe years even. But um, and so now, yeah. So it's like a meditation, um, falling and then falling asleep. Kind of clearing your mind, you know. That's isn't that what meditation is? Yes. Okay. And um. And when I could do that, I gave all sleep. But um, now I have a harder time sleeping because I'm praying all the time. <laughs> I don't know how Jennifer talks about how she gets up. She said, when you get up in the middle of the night and you go to the bathroom, pray all the way to the bathroom and then go all the way back <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, if I do that, it wakes me up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. <laughs> I no, don't I'm pray. I mean, you're supposed to be, uh, to meditate in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock is the time, 3 or 4 o'clock, when the veil is thinnest, and uh, that's the time to meditate, and sometimes I've been awake at that time and thought, well, maybe I should just sit up and meditate and uh, mm. help me go back to sleep again afterwards, but it's difficult to persuade myself 
I want to lie down under the bedclothes and I don't want to do that, so I, I've i never... Nice, nice and toasty warm in there. That's right. <laughs> uh, make a habit of it. Anyway, we seem to have um, taken up our hour. Very nice talking to you. Yeah, I'm just going to do one more thing before we mm-hmm. pray out. If you have, like, if there's anything of the year that you learned or, you know, that that takes too long, um, you know, something you're releasing from the year to go on to the next year of growth and stuff or something, you you know, you're interested in releasing, it doesn't any of those things. I mean, it could be. I say that the one thing that Jennifer taught me, which was actually that since about October of the previous year, was uh, how to let go of my son and his uh, mm-hmm. um, his life because I, you know, he just turned forty and I've been controlling it all his life because I clearly mm-hmm. did a very good job of it himself and I always felt he needed my help and so on. Anyway, she helped me let him go and recognize that sink or swim he has to do it himself mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know okay maybe I was helping him too long I don't know but uh, you know I can I can watch him do things differently than I would do them but I have to let him do his own thing so mm-hmm. that was, I learned the biggest thing and I and it's something I'm still learning and once when he was staying with me in the summer and he was moving house and everything I I thought to myself I must say something positive to him while I was always being nagging him you know for not doing things when he was younger and so on and so I said to him I said I'm very proud of the way you've been handling this move and getting everything moved and and it really you know I really Mm -hmm. light up when I said that and it I could feel the, the, the energy really shift and everything. So, you know, mm. be positive. So I have to, that's, uh, I have to, that's the deep desire of my heart is to, to see him and his fiancée as prosperous and doing their own thing, being learning with ease and grace, and I just have to focus on that. That's a beautiful learning. You're all on our path. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't, we don't know what that is, but we're, everybody is on their path, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's great you? learning. I'd have to say, I, I spoke on it last year, uh, surprisingly, how I was willing to go into the unknown, not knowing what it is. And I'm I'm still willing to do that. And now I'm I'm feeling like I'm kind of excited that I don't know because when I have thought I knew, it didn't it wasn't really so beautiful. Is what is seeming to unfold in front of me is so much more beautiful than anything I could ever have imagined. So I'm so grateful I stopped imagining. <laughs> for one thing, and I'm so, and I'm kind of like before this phone call, I know I mentioned that I was kind of excited about what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen, you know? And I'm like, I didn't have to know, and that was it was really freeing because I used to always want to know 
you know what? You know, because in the course, of, you know, I'm healed. Mine um, doesn't plan. You know, it 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 listens to guidance, and and it follows it when it hears it. You know, and that, that's some paraphrasing, but um, I'm just um, so. I guess it's that I'm really grateful for what I've left behind, and I'm grateful for what I've picked up, you know, the new tools and learnings, and so I'm excited about the new next year, so. Mm -hmm. So, um... Actually, what am I? Oh, I was going to read another the prayer. This is like my favorite, favorite prayer. That I didn't know. I think I actually mentioned it. I think I read it on the community call uh, a couple weeks ago or something. But I didn't know about it until Jennifer mentioned it because I thought that the little booklet I have that has prayers to the seven sacred flames had more prayers in the book. And so I thought that all the prayers that were in the book were in the booklet, you know? Yeah. But I, but when she read a prayer um, a month or so ago, I don't know, three weeks ago, that I, I'm like, I didn't know that it's in the book and it really has resonated with me so much. It's like, my deepest desire for myself, and I think no matter what anybody's doing, everybody's doing different things, Seven Secret Plays, Course of Miracles, whatever, Regina, um, anybody, anybody that's doing, even spirit, even if it's not in this sort of ACM community, you know, even if you go to church or if you are doing everybody's on that path to get in touch with who they are, you know? Yes. And that's that's what this prayer is about. It's not just getting in touch with that, but it's loving that part of who we are truly. And so it's called adoration to your God presence. So I want to read that and close out and so I just want to say you and everybody else who's going to listen to the call. Oh, it was such a learning experience to facilitate these calls. Um, and I'm so grateful for all the willingness of the people who helped me on my path of learning through being willing to show up or, or not showing up. But it's all, it's all really helpful. So helpful, and so on um, all the talks I've had, I'm so grateful for all those, and um, and and I I think it's helped me to get to this place where I am so grateful for myself, you know. So everybody has helped me. So it's adoration to your God presence, beloved, great presence, I am, thou life that beats my heart. Blaze now thy radiant love rays. 
Let me be an anchor of love for all. Flood me with thy glory and let my heart be always with you. My beloved God presence I am, I invoke my great radiance. Infuse my mind and heart with thy love. Expand and raise my consciousness to ascended master's octave of light. With all your love, with all your love, merge with me more each day until I become thyself in manifestation. I am, I am adoring thee. I am, I am adoring thee. I am, I am adoring thee. In deep gratitude, I offer my love to thee. In deep gratitude, I offer my love to thee. Love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me. Beloved I am, beloved I am, beloved I am. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Lovely. Thank Thank you you and Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Till next year. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 The moderator has left the conference.